0: Well, hi, uh, this is John Ariza, uh, host of the Flashbang Podcast, and welcome to episode five of our uh, of our podcast that we've had. And uh, today we're going to be uh, talking with Joe Astabiza. He comes back and makes a return visit to us, and we'll be talking about the flashback difference. What makes us uh, what separates us apart from our competitors, and we'll be Uh, Talking with Joe here in just a little bit, and also uh, with Dan Freed on uh, some hot tips on handling rejection in sales. And uh, and Joe, so you know, what does set us apart from uh, from our competitors? What do you think? What sets us apart?
1: Well, thanks, Johnny, for the intro. Um, There's a myriad of things that you know we could point to in terms of what makes us different. Um, But one big thing is we talk about is is our training. We really pride ourselves on training. Um, as you know, you know we always tell the agents that are coming aboard they're independent contractors. Um, thus, this is their business, right? And it's a business for themselves, but not by themselves. Um, they're backed by a huge company with all of our bandwidth and all of our support. Um, so training really comes into play, you know, um, especially people that are not privy to the industry. And we, you know, we obviously take on all walks of life and uh, people that want to, you know, work this angle or, or work this opportunity from the beach with their laptop and. Um, you know, other people's going out there door to door. And um, so with all that said, you know, we want to make sure we have a, a nice infrastructure and training uh, set up to make sure we're able to put the wind behind their back, so to speak, and uh, lead them to success. So um, just just some of the things in training that we do that sort of sets us apart. Um, of course, what we're doing here right now, right on the podcast, um, we have these podcasts, uh, different series and and the podcast, you know, usually is comprised of uh, season um, sales professionals that have been in this is, in this industry for a long time. Uh, we also have guest um, guest speakers that you know have been writing business with us, so they've seen it from inception and really could uh, you know draw a line to exactly how they've become successful. So um, again, the podcast is a real big thing what we're doing here, and um, you know you get a color of a couple of different horses from seasoned veterans, from guys that have been working inside internally, um, in addition to obviously people that. Have seen a lot of success in a short period of time, so always good to check into these podcasts. Yeah, so I think uh, FlashBank University is a really good tool that we have in the back end of our CRM, our proprietary portal, which is called Compass. Um, so there's obviously a Q&A um, sort of question to answer forum there, and um, you know, obviously, the only stupid question that you ask is the one that you don't ask. So if there's any questions, um, you have a national sales director and an assistant. Uh, that is there to nourish you and your business and uh, available for one-on-one intervals and conversations and training. Um, so you can always pick up the phone and, you know, obviously ask a question, but um, in the backend portal, there's uh, peripherals on all of our different equipment and hardware uh, that you could take a look at. There's a um, heap of stuff. You can market for email campaign and it's just loaded with um, a bunch of information there. So again, um, you know, working this business, you know, independently, we we want that call to action. We want you to go ahead and take heed of all the tools that we have available. Um, like I mentioned, the backend CRM, um, you know, my FlashBank, and OnCompass, and then we have uh, conference calls that we host weekly as well. Um, these conference calls, you know, we'll even record these conference calls. We do them live, of course, um, but in conversation with the, with the conference calls, we have um, seasoned reps that have been in the industry for a long period of time. They got long teeth in the business and. Uh, We got also, you know, new people that came aboard and seen uh, a lot of success in a short period of time. So um, all these different arrows of business are available um, either at your fingertips. And uh, again, that's one of those things where you sort of got to take action. Obviously, uh, we never micromanage anyone. We don't want to tell you when to go or what to do. Uh, But then again, uh, knowledge is power. So if you're interested in uh, taking this thing serious, um, all those tools will be
0: available for you. You know, what's important, you know, when we uh, do our recruiting and we bring new sales agents into uh, the opportunity that, uh, that we, um, you know, break everything down here for them and make it real simple for them on, on uh, the ability and, uh, you know, the new opportunity that they have uh, in sales here with us. So we provide them with a lot of resources, a lot of tools uh, for them to learn, uh, you know, our way of uh, operating, which has been successful. And a lot of our sales reps out in the field have made a lot of money. By utilizing our resources and uh, everything that we have, you know, available for them. But uh, you know, for let's say uh, right now, we have a a new person that came from way outside the industry, knows nothing about merchant servicing, and you know, has that strong desire to enter a new career path and and the learning aspect of it. What, what kind of a time frame? Because everybody learns differently, right? But mm-hmm. uh, what kind of a time frame can they expect to get a firm uh, handle? On what we do in uh, in merchant services with uh, with FlashBank,
1: right? That's a great question, right? And I think it's a it's a color of a different horse for a couple different kinds of individuals. Whether you know, for us at FlashBank, you know, we take on um, people that are capable, right? So some people might not even be privy to sales, um, but if they are capable and this is something they want to take on, and then of course we're going to go ahead and set them on the right path. So. Um, I think uh, a lot of these things that we do in terms of the conference calls, right, Um, being available, the sales directors that they're assigned to, they're available for after hours, weekends, in-betweens, right, intervals, conversations, and training. Um, And then, again, there's obviously the back-end portal. But, again, this is somewhere, you know, it's going to blend with lifestyle and timeline um, from the complexion of people that we have aboard um in our agent program, we got, you know, people like I said that have no industry experience. We got seasoned vets that have been in this industry and they need um, you know, they don't really need too much hand holding. But then again, you know, it might be a little bit different from the, you know, previous company they've been right business with. Um, so it's all about, you know, getting them to the places where they can make sure that they can mitigate their business uh, the easiest and swiftest way in terms of supporting business. But um, yeah, from some from bars, from value added reseller relations that we have with full blown ISOs that are already registered with the car brands, all the way down to independent contributors. Um, this is sort of at your pace, right? So um, again, all these uh, arrows in the quiver in terms of training, education, and resources, they're all available, and it's really about them taking action, right? So it's really a call to action type thing. Not to be open-ended. I know that was a sort of long way to
0: draw A to B, but... (laughs) No, you know, and and that's all good, Joe, because you hit hit it right on the point here. So, you know, know, the kind of support that we provide for um, new agents and experienced agents uh, is... The way that we handle things, and you know, we've been doing this here for a bit. um, You know, there's certain aspects that what we do that makes it uh, very unique uh, in the industry uh, with FlashBank and. And even more so with our, our relationship now with, uh, with Celero Commerce, uh, the way that we uh, conduct and, and train new agents and the way that we handle them uh, is, is rather unique. Uh, it, can, you, can you kind of hit on – I don't want to give away you know, the, uh, this, the trade secrets, so to speak, but, but there, are some, there are some certain things that what we do that, the, uh, that our competitors don't do. And what And is like one that comes to your mind, Joe?
1: Well, absolutely. And just to sort of, you know, piggyback off what you're saying there, too, we're for, forever evolving, right? So um, especially with now, you know, the acquisition with celero it's given us more bandwidth and uh, with TransNationals team as well. Um, so we got a lot of good training uh, modules coming up on the horizon here and, um, you know, the really exciting stuff. But what really sets us aside from, from you know, the competitors is that, You know, we want to sort of form fit it to each individual, right? Because some people, they're taking this on part time. They're going in the shallow end of the water uh, before they get out there to the deep end, right? Um, Underneath the landscape of the COVID-19 right now, you know, we sort of got to play it a different way um, with different people. You know, some people, they're willing to hit the phones and talk to a a business owner, a decision maker, or an influencer, um, Some people, you know, in, in respective areas, um, they're open to going out and still pulling 30 door handles a day. Right. So, um, you yeah, know, these all these different walks of life that we bring aboard, we want to make sure we form fit it to them. Right. This is a, a no pressure industry. Right. And it's non-regulated industry. So we're just going to make sure what works out for them and, um, you know, the, the sales directors that we set them up with, which are all seasoned veterans, all of our. Sales directors got, you know, over 10 years in the business, so it's not their first barbecue doing this thing. And um, they want to make sure they're able to help and point arrows towards business. So, again, I think what makes this unique is that we sort of form fit it to each individual um, on a case by case scenario. And uh, ultimately, just we want to help these guys uh, able to posture this thing and, uh, you know, echo our random business, our philosophies.
0: Help businesses save money, uh, make a whole lot of money while doing it. Absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, some of the, some of the things that I've heard you know, through the years and speaking with um, uh, agents, especially those that, uh, that are um, maybe uh, more seasoned and have a- industry experience, uh, the new folks coming into the industry will, will eventually uh, get this. But what, what I hear from uh, the experienced agents, what they like about FlashBank is uh, is how uh, proactive we are uh, in our communication with our sales agents out in the field. Joe, they like the uh, the agent support, and uh, they want to, they want to have uh, you know some uh, some something to, to fall back on if they have a question. You know, and in other other places, they, they just kind of let them go and and God bless them. But but uh, that's an important point. There is, is having that strong support. Support is a big thing. Absolutely,
1: man. Um, you know, of course, a lot of these guys will we'll never even really see some of these individuals face to face since we're nationwide. Right. So what gives? I mean, so th- these guys want to make sure that they are that layer of support. And it's just like the plant, you know, you want to nourish it. Right. So um, you plant the seed, you grow that seed, you got to water it, you got to nourish it. Right. So the sales directors, um, you know, these guys are definitely want to reach out and make sure that everyone's on the same sheet of music. They have all the tools they need to be successful. You know, Of course, as we bring an individual on, we're going to set a marketing collateral, business cards, brochures, and we're going to take care of replenishment of that when needed. Um, But then again, it's really about them hopping on the phone, doing a mind melt, as we call it, right? Um, Let's talk about some of the businesses that you're interested in prospecting. Let's talk about following your money, right? Um, Go to the businesses that you might frequent. It's easier to break that ice. So we want to make sure we're able to draw a line exactly to what's going to make it easy for them to go ahead and posture this thing. And yeah, I'm really happy with um, our company culture, the way we've been doing this for several years. And it works, right? It works uh, to the point where now, you know, we're, we're happy to be the 10th largest processor, non-bank processor in the nation. And, um, you know, that carries a, a lot of weight for us because we got to make sure we're always evolving. We're keeping this thing in obsolence,
0: just like tires in the car. We're always going to be available. Absolutely, absolutely. We we handle all forms of media when it comes to uh, to learning uh, for the agents uh, that are part of uh, of FlashBank Sluro Commerce. And Joe, as always, you always provide uh, uh, the best information, man. You are you are the man when it comes to uh, to what we do here uh, in our company at FlashBank. As uh, you set up our program here, we're so proud to have you, man. So. Next up, we're going to be talking with, uh, with uh, Dan Freed. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, tips for handling rejection in sales. We're going to take a short break and we'll be right back. Have a good one.
2: Are you looking for your next great career opportunity? Look no further than FlashBank. The FlashBank sales agent opportunity is perfect for anyone who's independent, self-motivated, and ready to learn. Visit chargeintothefuture.com to learn more.
0: Well, welcome back. Uh, we're, we've got Dan Freed. And uh, Dan, welcome back. to the show. It's been uh, not that long, but it's been a little bit since you've been on the podcast. This is episode five. So Dan, what do, what do you think about, uh, about rejection and handling sales? You have a long and illustrious career in sales, and you surely had to handle some rejections. Like uh, uh, you know, what every sales agent does, and and uh, how do you personally deal with rejection in the sales industry? How how do you portray that, and when you're talking with new sales agents that we uh, bring on board? Well, for
2: starters, Johnny, um, thanks for having me back. It's 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 great to do these. Um, got some really really good feedback um, about not just the one that we did last time, but as a whole. So I'm um, glad I can be here glad I can share. And uh, you know, help uh, everyone better themselves uh, when it comes to this part of sales. Which I mean, let's face it—you know, this is uh, a sport, if you will, that is um, going to be based around the, uh, the, the 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 more losses that you're going to have than wins. Um, so, in this atmosphere, especially when you're talking to complete strangers a lot of the time, um, one of the big things that I always tell new sales partners in the business is. Do not let this stuff get the best yet, right? Um, it might not be until five, 10 times, you know, um, you know the, the outreach factor is going to be really, really big. So because the first interaction didn't go your way, <clears throat> excuse me, it doesn't mean that that's uh, dead in the water. So one of the big things I always, always want to make sure I convey to sales partners is in this game, you have to have short-term memory. Right. Um, if we were just going to base everything off of our losses, um, we wouldn't really have uh, an office to walk into. And we know that, you know, in baseball, you, you I use this analogy a lot. That if in baseball, if you do your job as a hitter three times out of ten, you're not just an all star; you're a multi-multi millionaire to be able to bat 300 in big leagues. So, how does that transfer to what we're doing here? Well, look, if if you're going to go out there, and you're going to talk to 30 businesses a day. And of those 30 businesses, you had maybe five, six, seven contacts that didn't blow you off completely. And of those seven contacts, two of them were super, super warm. And of those two, maybe you got a statement out of one of them. I'll tell you right now, in the beginning stages, if you're able to get those kind of responses out of people um, that come back in the form of statements or a be back, or a follow-up or referral, that's a good thing. And the, big, the other big part that I want to make sure you guys understand is that because it might not be the right time for that merchant, doesn't mean that that sale is dead in the water. Um, you know, it could be a myriad of things that keeps these people from signing up. Um, a lot of these people can be apprehensive. They've had a bad hand of cards dealt to them in the past. So one of the big things I always want to make sure you guys understand is that if that sale isn't made, you don't make a sale, you better make a friend, right? Make sure that merchant's part of your network. And by doing business with you, um, they should understand that not only are they getting great service, they're going to be getting great rates, great products. And you know, for someone that's not interested or maybe we're not compatible with what they have or the savings wasn't sufficient, you throw every single one of those merchants on a referral program. Because what happens now, even if they're not processing with us, we'll still bonus them $50, give them a gift card for $50 bucks for shooting us a live referral. What does that mean to the merchant? Now that the merchant's making money off of you, not even being a customer. And they can use those referrals as kind of a point of reference. Those referrals are being treated, right? Guess what? Almost 10 times out of 10, that merchant will come back and sign up at some point down the road. So I know that's a long way to get from point A to point B. But understand that it's short-term memory. You can't make a sale. You make a friend. And let's celebrate those victories, right? Not just harp on those losses.
0: Exactly. And, and as National Sales Director of... Uh... A flashback, Dan, and you do, a, you do a heck of a job. Uh, you've done sales before. And, uh, and can you uh, talk about, because we're talking about rejection, you know, how to how to uh, uh, handle rejection in sales. Uh, but can you reflect back on a time when you walked into a place of business and uh, somebody said, no, I'm not interested.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, I could do that more times than I can count. Um, yeah, you know, I think that's one of the the real unique things about our company and, and the way that we you know really run our operation is that sales director wise, there's not one director here that hadn't been a very successful field agent. Um, so it's a very unique model. So in that, um, I, I have more rejection stories than I than I care to uh, to. to to go back on, um, I have a lot of um, you know merchants that blew me off. I mean, there's a way to lose a deal. I've had to figure that out through nothing but trial and error. So what I can tell you is this: I mean, especially in the beginning stages, you know, getting a lot more of those notes. My my pitch wasn't refined. My business wasn't established. Being young, being naive, uh, being intimidated. Once I kind of just let these sleeping dogs kind of lie. I understood that, look, th- no matter how big that merchant is, no matter how small they are, at the end of the day, these are all people, right? And how can I work my way in to establish a trust and establish a confidence? Um, and what I found is that when I was sounding robotic, when my pitch was really scripted, um, if it was really cookie cutter, these merchants, no matter if I had the cure to cancer, um, they had no want, no interest to engage in conversation. But if I can talk to these people and break down that wall, talk to them as a business owner, right? Because look, let's face it. These merchants don't know how long or short you've been in the business. They don't know how many accounts you've been able to obtain. So what I always wanted to kind of um, give that merch the notion of is that my business is thriving way more than it is, right? You walk with that big stick. You do that confidence, but also when you talk to a business owner, you're talking to them from business owner to business owner, right? And if it's, asking them for advice, being a new business owner in the area, or if it's just breaking down some walls, um, you know, talking about business in general. If they see you as someone that is on the same playing field, you're not pitching a sale. And, you know, the next point of that conversation was how can I get that merchant to ask me about what I do for a living? Thus, I don't have to go ahead and pitch a sale anymore. So yes, um, I you know, I know that, um, you know, rejection is a big part of this. And I was finding a lot of that when I was sounding robotic, but when I could talk to them on that same wavelength. I found that the conversations were a lot more engaging. Um, Also try to pepper in some humor, right? People like to laugh, you know? So if you're getting stonewalled in the beginning because you're sounding scripted or that merchant's just having a bad day, find a way to shake it up a little bit, right? You break up that monotony. um, You you get someone to smile and, uh, you know, subconsciously, you you are softening these people up and you're able to go ahead and uh, kind of attack it from that angle and, uh, you know, build that bridge based off of a, a friendship and going from there
0: you know, getting a transitioning from recruiting to uh, you know they become now a sales agent here uh, in our company here again. So what are in, in, in your and in your opinion, uh, what are some of the most common mistakes that the new sales agents make in uh, when they come into uh, into FlashBank and they're out there pounding the pavement, what what are some of the uh, some of the most common uh, experiences that they've had in handling rejection that you've had to kind of try to rope them in and, and build up their confidence again? Because it can be overwhelming if you're a new uh, a new person uh, as an account rep with FlashBank and you're uh, you're you're out there talking to businesses, uh, you're going to have some rejection. It's it's going to happen.
2: Right. Well, I think one of the most common mistakes is that um, you you get that no, and then you just you you leave it at that. Um, this this is not an atmosphere where you, know, you take that first no, and that's gospel. Right now, if you came in there aggressive and you got a hard no, that's because your approach was probably a little too overbearing. But if that person's not interested, right, you don't just take that no. You know, dig a little deeper, right? You can do this in a very firm, very fair, very impartial way to understand why that merchant might not be interested, right? And if they're saying, "Well, right now is not a good time or I just switched over or maybe the last six people that came in here and tried to run a, a a rate analysis couldn't do a darn thing for me." Well, that's ammo, right? That merchant just gave you something. And that's something that you can go ahead and work off of. So, look, just you know, not being pushy, we're not the aggressive, you know, railroad someone, you know, used car salesman tactic. This is Let's find out about what's going on with your business. I think that you can really help yourself out too by instead of going for the jugular, when it comes to, hey, look, if you're happy with your service, uh, you, that kind of a question. I think another big mistake too is people that aren't asking open-ended questions, right? Are you happy with your services? If I'm a merchant, the first thing I'm gonna say, yeah, I'm happy, you could see your way out of my business. You, whatever you're trying to sell me, I'm not interested. But if you come at it from a different angle, so look, when it comes to your merchant service provider, I'm finding a lot of people that I'm talking to in the area do not have direct representation. Um so out of curiosity, when's the last time you saw the rep that set you up? Now, what are you doing? right? You're giving that merchant something substantial, right? And they can't just give you a yes or no answer. So you know, indirectly, you're gonna create dialogue, right? And so what it always helped me out with is that I'm not just trying to go right in for it. Obviously, I want to earn their business. That's a given. But for me, it's more of let's find out about the service aspect, because if a merchant doesn't have a rep, a merchant probably doesn't know what they're paying. If they don't know what they're paying. They probably have their rates and fees jacked up since they signed up. So if I can educate someone and come at them from that standpoint, I think it's going to be a lot better for the relationship. So um, I go by the, the 90-10 rule on this. When you are pitching, especially when you're first making contacts, is make this a 90% education, 10% sales. And if that merchant can learn something from you, you've been able, you've been able to do a quote uh, when they go home to their husband or their wife or talk to their business partner, it's not going to be just someone that you know dangled the shiniest, newest piece of equipment out there. It was someone that took the time to teach them something um, that they have not known before to open up some doors. And that's the stuff that really resonates with the merchant is if you can teach them something about a very vital part of their business that they tend to disregard all right, they think that their service is going great because the terminal's not breaking down and they're getting their funds on time. But unbeknownst to them, these guys are getting high sided and it's up to us to make sure that we're helping them out. To figure out something that's going to be cost-effective, it's mutually beneficial. And if you leave the door open like that, um, you're going to get a lot more friends and a lot more yeses than you are knows.
0: Absolutely, and you know, I, I've done sales myself for a long time, man, and I remember. I can reflect back here, Dan, maybe that you've experienced this as well, but I remember um, going into a place of business and I'm green as heck. I just went through my training and, and everything and I've you know, got my, 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 uh, my notebook and my pen and my calculator and everything all ready set to go. And I go into a place of business and I introduce myself and, and they hit me with the, you know, I'm busy, you know, I, I, I you know, another salesman that, you know, yada, yada, yada. And, you know, and being as new as I was, I'll have to tell you, it, it, it was a little, little frightening on the, on the first call that I made. And, and I went out and, and I left that place of business. And, and I thought to myself, wait a second, wait a second. I'm going to go back here and talk to this guy again. So you know, I I know I know what it's like. I know I know that feeling of rejection, and it's it's hard it, when you're a sales guy and you're out there, and this is your livelihood now, that uh, you're uh, you're 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 earning your income by your presentation. That's you, you know, you sell yourself. You have to sell yourself.
1: Right.
2: Well, look, um, I, I can tell you this: is that e- You can't be so serious in this business. Understand number one, that rejection is going to come far more than the wins, especially in the beginning stages. So what I would say this is that celebrate the victories. Do not get discouraged about the rejection. In fact, turn it around. You'll welcome that as a challenge, right? What I always like is, okay, look, this person's got their wall up. Here's what I gained from this experience right? Here's what I'm not going to do the next time around if I went in too aggressive, right? Or just, you know, came at them from a different direction. Um, so I would say that is, is welcome the challenge. Find every single one of these merchants as a puzzle, right? How are you going to solve that puzzle? You might not, you know, at first glance, be able to sit there at the table and, and find that, you know, that, that piece that you've been looking for. It might take, you know, having eyes on four, five, six different times. So until you've had a merchant that has told you definitively, I am not interested. I do not want to see you again. You can uh, make sure that you never come by this business. You get a hard no like that. Okay, we know where that's at. You put that merchant on referral program. But if these guys have not blown you off completely, understand this, there is a soft spot. We gotta find where that's at.
0: Exactly. Yeah, how
2: do you do that? You you get to know these people, right? Get to know them, you know, get to know what makes them tick, right? If they told you something about their last processing company, if it was really good, right, or the people that are currently with, if the merchant ever says to you, look, no matter what you can offer me, no matter what you say, my relationship with my rep is very important. I will always give him or her the last chance to keep my business. Um, what does that mean to you? Well, for me as a sales partner, I took that as a major win. Even if I didn't get in my way, that showed me there's some agent out there doing the things they need to do to retain the merchants? How do I emulate that? How do I embody that? How do I work that into my day-to-day? So with negatives, right? A merchant that's not interested or happy with where they're at, do some digging. Find out how to make that part of you, right? And take that in every sales endeavor after that. That'll do nothing but make you better. Make you know, and, and you keep this thing positive. And um, the end of the day, look, it could be one of those days that was just nothing but a hassle and you got your butt kicked out there leave that BS at the door. Don't take it with you. Right? Don't wear it. Understand tomorrow's another day. But um, to even go back uh, a little bit is one of the things I used to do too, is I just carried a basic logbook. Right now, you, know, you have technology, you can go ahead and plug it into an app or whatever. But every walk-in that I did, I wanted to take the good, the bad, and the ugly. Right? What did I do good? What did I do bad? What can I do better? right? And you're, if you're out there, you're making 25, 35 cold calls a day and you're noting every one of these, you go through them, you're going to see trends. You're going to see maybe what you didn't do, what you did do, right? And it's going to help you better yourself as a salesperson. So celebrate the, the victories, celebrate the losses, learn from them, leave it at the door, and you're going to be
0: okay. Dan, this is all good stuff. Dan, thanks, man. Always, always great, uh, great uh, stuff that you you provide for uh, hot tips for uh, new agents and, and experienced agents as well. So, Dan, uh, we really appreciate uh, you being on today's. Uh Episode five of uh, the FlashBank podcast. So, Dan, thank you so much, man. That was just awesome. Good stuff. Right on, Outs- right on. Outstanding stuff. Well, uh, you know, uh, want to thank uh, joel Astabiza. Yeah, uh, we talked about uh, the FlashBank difference. Dan Freed on handling rejection in sales. And this uh, uh, is uh, our uh, our fifth episode of uh, the FlashBank podcast. And and uh, we invite you to listen to episode 6 which will be coming up again uh, very soon so thank you for listening and uh, hey, we'll talk with you again soon
2: don't forget to subscribe to the flashbank podcast on spotify apple podcasts or soundcloud so you never miss a new episode to learn more about opportunities at flashbank visit flashbank.com